0: Hi, I'm Brad Constantine, and this is a Come Follow Me podcast of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although this is not an official podcast of the Church, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. This year's study is the Book of Mormon. Each week, a new summary podcast of that week's Book of Mormon chapters will be released. But if you want a more detailed analysis of each individual chapter, those will also be available to listen to. I hope this Come, Follow Me resource will be helpful to you. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast so you'll be notified each week of a new episode. I hope you like this uh, format. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Come, Follow Me Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be lesson number 14. It's going to be Easter And it'll cover the period of March 30th through April the 12th. So this will cover uh, over the time period of General Conference. And so uh, there'll be a two week period here um, for which you can read and listen and, and study the Easter lesson for your Come Follow Me studies. Uh, In the the, uh, introduction to this particular section, it says that during the days leading up to Easter Sunday, consider focusing your personal and family scripture study on the Book of Mormon's powerful testimony of the life, death, resurrection, and atoning power of Jesus Christ. And so that's uh, that's the idea this time. For this particular lesson, the ancient apostles were bold in their testimonies of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. Millions believe in Jesus Christ and strive to follow him because of their words recorded in the Bible. Yet some might wonder if Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world or of the whole world. when they were Then when they were eyewitnesses limited to a handful of people concentrated in one small region. The Book of Mormon stands as an additional convincing witness that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, manifesting himself unto all nations and offering salvation to all who come unto him. In addition, this second witness also clarifies what salvation means. This is why Nephi, Jacob, Mormon, and all the prophets labored so diligently to engrave in these words upon plates to declare to future generations that they too knew of Christ and had a hope of his glory. This Easter season, reflect on the testimonies in the Book of Mormon that the power of Christ's atonement is both universal and personal, redeeming the whole world and redeeming you. Um, Because of Jesus Christ's resurrection, all people will be resurrected. It's traditional at Easter to ponder the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but what exactly does it mean to be resurrected? What insights does the Book of Mormon offer about resurrection? Perhaps as part of your Easter observance, you could list truths about resurrection that you find. So, beginning in, in 2 Nephi chapter 9, uh, he talks about that uh, death has passed upon all men. Um, but that because of that, there must needs be a power of resurrection, and the resurrection must needs come unto men by reason of the fall, and the fall came by reason of transgression. But in verse 7, it says that it must needs be an infinite atonement, and save it should be an infinite atonement, we could never be resurrected, or this corruption could not put on incorruption. Wherefore, the first judgment which came upon man must needs have remained to an endless duration, and if so, this flesh must have laid down to rot and to crumble to its mother earth to rise no more. So he would have been forever without being able to be resurrected had there been no atonement of Christ. In fact, in verse 9, it says, Our spirits must have become like unto him, meaning Lucifer, and become devils, angels to a devil, to be and to be shut out from the presence of God, and to remain with the father of lies, in misery like unto himself. So that this is the opposite of the atonement. Um, but... In verse 10, it says, Oh, how great the goodness of our God, who hath prepared a way for our escape from this awful monster, death and hell. And then in verse 13, Oh, how great the plan of our God. For on the other hand, the paradise of God must deliver up the spirits of the righteous. even the So the righteous and the wicked are all going to be resurrected. Everybody that was uh, immortal, that lived on earth, uh, is going to have uh, resurrection. Uh, now, verse 14. Wherefore, we shall have a perfect knowledge of all of our guilt. So, when we go into the spirit world, we will know and remember all the things that we've done, both good and bad, um, and that we. And when we pass into the next life, we'll have that. We'll have judgment put upon us. Now, going down to Alma chapter 11. Um, the wicked, it says, will remain as though there had been no re- redemption made. So it's through repentance that we obtain um, eternal life, that uh, we can be resurrected with the type of body that will help us to get into the celestial kingdom. Uh, and so Alma chapter 11 does that for us, uh, helps us to better understand verses 41 to 45, uh, to better understand the judgment and the resurrection. In Alma chapter 40 verses 21 to 23, it mentions that the soul shall be restored to the body and the body to the soul. All things shall be restored to their proper and perfect frame so that the body that we get in the resurrection will become perfected. Now that doesn't mean that at the moment of our resurrection we'll be perfect, but eventually we will be. Um, Joseph F. Smith said that deformity will be removed, defects will be eliminated, and men and women will will again... um, return to the perfection of their spirits, to the perfection that God designed in the beginning. So even though we may have imperfections here uh, we, will, we will be resurrected with perfected bodies uh, in the next life. <clears throat> Third Nephi chapter 26 verses 4 and 5 again talk about the great day when uh, the resurrection will happen to everybody. Uh, in Luke uh, chapter 24 states that uh, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said peace. And so they were able to handle his flesh and bones and notice that he does have a tangible physical body, which is what uh, we will all obtain too in the next life. We'll all get our physical bodies back. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 mentions that Christ was the first to be resurrected. uh, And that because of Adam came death, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. That everyone that uh, comes to this earth will be resurrected. Jesus Christ took upon himself our sins and pains and infirmities. Uh, The Bible clearly teaches that Jesus Christ atoned for our sins. The Book of Mormon, however, expands our understanding of Christ's sacrifice and suffering in important ways. You can find some of these teachings. Um, Mosiah chapter 3, verse 7, He shall suffer temptations and pain of body, hunger, thirst, and fatigue even more than man can suffer, except it be unto death. For behold, blood cometh from every pore, so great shall be his anguish for the wickedness and the abominations of his people. So he, uh, he, having... Uh, gone through the atonement, the, the sacrifice that he he has, not only will he know <clears throat> what it's like to sin and the the guilt that accompanies that, but he'll also know the sicknesses. In verse 11, it says he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. Uh, and this that he might uh, that the my, the word might be fulfilled that he takes takes upon us the pains and sicknesses of his people, and that he knows then how to uh, how to help us. Now I like this uh, comment by. Uh, Merrill Bateman, who spoke about the atonement, he says, For many years I thought of the Savior's experience in the garden and on the cross as places where a large mass of sin was heaped upon him. Through the words of Alma, Abinadi, Isaiah, and other prophets, however, my view has changed. Instead of an impersonal mass of sin, there was a long line of people as Jesus felt our infirmities, bore our griefs, carried our sorrows, and was bruised for our iniquities. The Atonement was an intimate, personal experience in which Jesus came to know how to help each of us. The Pearl of Great Price teaches that Moses was shown all the inhabitants of the earth which were numberless as the sand upon the seashore. If Moses beheld every soul, then it seems reasonable that the creator of the universe has the power to become intimately acquainted with each of us. He learned about your weaknesses and mine. He experienced your pains and sufferings. He experienced mine. I testify that he knows us. He understands the way in which we deal with temptations. He knows our weaknesses, but more than that, more than just knowing us, he knows how to help us if we come to him in faith. So um, it seems to me that Elder Bateman is saying that for the time Jesus was in the garden and on the cross, somehow incomprehensible to us, time stood still in some way so that every single person, an infinite number of people, was seen in vision by Jesus so he could know personally how. Uh, of every person's sins, weaknesses, pains, and sorrows, so that he could then take those upon himself in the atoning sacrificial act, so that when so that when we think of Jesus as suffering for us, he truly suffered for us individually and personally. It was an intimate atonement, not just infinite, but intimate. Uh, continuing on here with um, with the scripture, um, verse 13, Now the Spirit knoweth all things, nevertheless the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of deliverance. And then the, the manual suggests that after you've read these passages, consider recording what you discover in a chart like this one. What did the Savior suffer? Why did he suffer? And what does this mean to me? In Isaiah chapter 53, he, then, he also talks about the Savior, uh, what he will go through, that he will be despised of man, of men. He will be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Uh, that he will, bear, he will be wounded for our transgressions. Um, that he will be a, like a sheep that's, uh, that's led to the slaughter. Um, that he will not speak in his own defense. That uh, the Lord will bruise him. And that he will suffer um, pains for, uh, for our benefit in the atonement. In Hebrews, he goes on in chapter 4 and talks about uh, being the great high priest. Uh, that he uh, is, feels our infirmities and that he suffers our pain and grief. The atonement of Jesus Christ cleanses me and helps perfect me. Mosiah chapter five uh, talks about then the mighty change of heart that needs to take place, that we need to have this mighty change in our hearts uh, to return. Uh, The repentance means to turn back, to do a 180, to return back to God. Mosiah 27 talks about the sons of Mosiah, uh, that they, in, in in their repentance process that they uh, they returned back and obtained the mercy of God uh, as they repented um, also then um, as we go uh, to uh, Alma chapter 15 uh, talks about his repentance process and and uh, the tribulations that were in his mind um, and the, the the conformity or the uh, confirmation uh of, of Zeezrom there, and then down in Alma, chapter 24, um, talks about uh, repent, the repentance process and, that, and the importance for us to, uh, to again return to our Heavenly Father. Uh, verse uh, chapter Alma chapter five of Alma verse seven talks about their changing their hearts, and that's kind of the, that's the process of repentance, isn't it? To change our hearts, to uh, uh, to turn back to God. Alma chapter 13 then also talks about the holy order of, and the blood of the Lamb, that uh, through, the, through the atonement of Christ that we can be saved. Alma chapter 18, uh, King Lamoni's um, conversion, where he, 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 can, he confesses his sins to God and, and how um, he uh, receives the remission of his own sins. And the process that we go through to do that, uh, that we return unto God, that we give up our sins to know him and that he'll come to us and bless us. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, and that as we contemplate uh, this Easter season and the uh, things that he's, that God has done for us, uh, that he gives us weaknesses so that we might come unto him, and that uh, we can be perfected in Christ, as mentioned in Moroni chapter 10, and become more like our Savior. And I bear this testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.